they I'm glad they fixed the MCX because they they nerfed the meta suppressor for the MK47. I was really sad. And then I saw that they basically balanced out the MCX to be what it used to be. Um, which it got some buffs, and which I saw your comments. <laughs> what was your comment, actually? I made a comment. Some pointless and, uh, ammo shit. buffs on 300 blackout. Giga, how dare you? Okay, do you know how significant 0.1 armor damage is? <laughs> Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continued development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I do video editing for a content creator named Airwing Marine. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber, creating videos to hopefully help you guys get better at the game that we know and love, Escape from Tarkov. And uh, I'm in an extremely strange mood. And welcome everybody to the next episode of Scav Talk. Church, my man, how's it going? It's going good, man. It's going good. Has the week been? Talk about treating you well. Been playing uh, much or... I'm doing. I for whatever reason I decided to do. Uh, what is it? Tarkov Shooter Part Three or Four? Whatever the ones like you got to get level three sniper skill. And I have I have one <laughs> out of three, <laughs> and I decided <gasps> to do it the legit way possible. So I'm okay. not like bringing a Mosin and like because we used to we used to go shoreline. We would like farm money there, and we would just like. Pop SJ6, sprint to the resort, and as we're sprinting there, all of us were just loading motions. <laughs> and eventually we just ditch it in the bush and come back in insurance and just repeat the cycle. But um, I'm like, you know what, that's just like, that's that's a little too extreme. I've done that before, let me just do it the, the natural way. And the natural way is like hitting a scav in the leg five times <laughs> to get the most points. Because yeah. if you shoot him in the head, you get the same amount of points if you shot him in the... It's kind of frustrating. But... Yeah. You know, I'm doing shooter. I'm doing leveling sniper skill. It's it's fun. It's it's very frustrating, um, but also very gratifying when you like the stars align and everything happens, and you get the the shooter born kill. It's nice. Yeah, I guess that's something that you can be working on as well. If you've got shooter born in heaven at the same time, then you can kind of be doing both sort yeah. of. If you're like just trying to fight scouts or whatever, that's kind of uh, that's kind of cool. I've actually done. I was like, I'm going to do the the shooter line. It's going to be great. And then I get through, and I'm just like, oh, I get like the close kills on factory, and I'm like, right, what's next? Oh no, I have to get level three sniper. And then it's just like, ah, do I want to do this? Yeah, and then I just like just leave it, and then I just shelve it for like three months. This is what happened exactly last time. Uh, it was. Um, it's rough so that's exactly where i'm at but so like on this point i guess like before before i forget about this this particular piece given that we're talking about it and this is this is relevant i did a, a video ages ago about about skills which i think you've seen and and uh it was one that like did surprisingly well despite it being like kind of boring um and um i talked a little bit about sniper skill in it and about how you take the most in or um you know something that's like the most in works because you can just reload like the one round over and over again and somebody mentioned on that video actually that you can do it with other guns as well and i was like oh maybe maybe we're going to test it and like then ages later somebody mentioned oh you can do it with the vpo and you don't lose your bullet either and i was like huh so i actually went to test this very quickly it's like one of the few things i actually went to go and test this week and um, i just did it in offline just to see if it works and if you take out the mag the vpo and just bring in like one bullet you can and i don't know whether you could do this with Mosin as well because i've not tried but you can load the VPO mm. and then you can use like whatever the button is. I can't even remember now. Is it like control R or alt R or whatever to like unload Eject the chamber? The... And your dude just, yeah. And your dude just like, he like, he like rags the bolt and like catches the, the round. And then you can put the round straight back in. And that counts for sniper skill. 
which I was fascinated about. I was like, ah, so you, all you need is like one like Gexa or whatever it's called, those like horrible ammos for 366 <laughs> and a VPO. And then you just go pudink to clock, pudink to clock, over and over and over again. And that, and that does t- technically work if you want to cheese it. Because, um, yeah, LPS be, uh, be pricey these days, you know? <laughs> Man's not going to want to put a hundred of them on the floor. Um, not if you're not if you're an obsessive impact anyway. But um, yeah. Anyway, um, I wonder if you can yeah, do that for guess... other guns as well. You can eject. The I don't chamber. know. Somebody, yeah, somebody said the M700 works. So I didn't try that because um, I I could have I... swore that you could just reload the cartridge and you got points for the VPO. But I don't know if that's true or not. I think you I think you can, but I don't think it gives you anywhere near as much. That's the gut oh, instinct that I have. I haven't okay. tested that. That's unverified. But I don't think it gives you anywhere near as much as loading like an inv for whatever reason. I mean it's it's so crazy. Have you found it's taken you ages? Like doing it the legit way, it takes a long time. Right? Oh, absolutely. I Yeah, okay. It's it's insanely. It takes forever. It, <laughs> I don't even know how many points you get, but you even if you do hit a scav like a bunch of times. Yeah, it just feels like I got one whole point. Like it's it's like okay, only seventeen more to go or whatever it is. You know, it's it's rough. Yeah, it's bad. And then you got to find the scav, and then you got to hit them, and you know they're running around because they're like doing the crab walk thing, and you're like trying to shoot them in the legs. And yeah, it sounds it sounds bad. That's definitely one that I'm going to be cheesing one hundred percent. I have no interest in using bolt actions particularly, and running around trying to find scavs and doing it. Also, I have no interest in. Although I did enjoy, I have enjoyed using the VPH. I've used it, um, used it in a couple of like. For doing the scav killing ones, I did actually use that this time around, and it was it was okay. I used that like Pillard Weaver scope, the one that's like really bad, yeah, and really cheap with like all the like it was bad before, and now it's you know with all Even of the worse. like black around the outside, yeah. But it's like eight k because no one wants it mm. so bad, and then the gun itself is like twelve k or something. So you're like, oh well, I have a sniper rifle with a scope on it, and it you know the rounds cost. You know, thirty rubles or something, and it cost the whole thing cost me like twenty grand. And you can actually hit somebody in the head with it, and they will die. So I don't know. It's uh, it's a, it's a funny one. It's a funny one. Yeah, this uh, this week for me has been like I've uh, I, I said to you just before. I've been like so incredibly busy. I've like not been able to play as much as I wanted to at all. I did like a couple of raids towards the beginning of the week. It was like mainly with some uh, some real life guys offline, just like helping them do some of the, like the lower down quests. I haven't really done much yeah for my own pmc i kind of got to level 30 and then it's like really slowed down just because I've, I've not been able to play too much um but i did finally do oh, what was the one for jaeger i did like the kill scabs across um uh, across all of tarkov and then did what i did like another couple of quests and then i had to hand in like the defib and stuff and i already had them or like yeah i think it was the defib and i had them and managed to get up to jaeger 3 so mm. could put the water collector up to max level and then start building the moonshine uh, station uh, yeah. which is kind of what's in, like in process right now um and yeah i guess like how are you doing like bitcoins wise i'm just intrigued because like uh, my, my is like level two now and i'm at like 21 gpus i don't know if it's worth it but i just plow money into that because i'm just a yeah. you know an unashamed completionist regardless of the cost yeah i mean i i don't know when i was working on the airwing gpu video is it worth it i uh yeah after reviewing the data <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm, I need to get in on this before GPU's price is spike. So I yeah. I did the scav. I just scaved all my money. I hoard my scav. <laughs> I pimped my scav out. I was like, go make go pay for my Bitcoin farm, you whore. <laughs> so did you get a, a uh, twenty I have that? twenty cards. 
Okay, so we're about the same then, actually. I could buy the, the rest, same. but I figured there's a chance I'm going to get a couple on my butt and die, so I might as well just put them in the farm. I have a, you know, have a yeah. Room. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they are like, they are now 500k, which is like, it's getting, it's getting to that kind of like, do I want to buy these kind of point? I don't yeah. know. Um, so, so we'll see. But the grind to solar is going to, it's going to take a while. <laughs> it's going to take, it's going to take a while. I don't think it'll take too long. Like if I actually manage to start like, you know, yeah, getting a few more raids in, I don't think it'll be too, too, too bad. But um, yeah, you know, it's like a, a cool 10 mil or something. <laughs> to do so and so that's you know it's it's this is not an insignificant amount of money that's for sure so ah so we will see anyway this this week lots and lots and lots of stuff has happened i've barely been able to keep track it's it's actually been yeah. crazy how many things have changed and like so what so what was there we had like a new uh, like a whole new patch which i originally was just like oh this is like point 12 coming really early but then actually no it's like 11 two or something yeah um and there was like you know a couple of nice things i guess like what should we start with i mean i had like end game quests down as like the first thing um in kind of like my list of like interesting stuff because like i haven't been able to check them out i don't know whether you've spent much time looking at them but some of them look kind of interesting i think like the ones i'd seen like various ones are just like go places do stuff kill people blah 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 but there's one in particular which i think is probably the uh it's like the you know fu end game streamers quest which is like it's like the guide squared um, yeah which i was like oh my god which is like it's four pmcs right i think it's four pmcs on every map and it's in a very specific order i think you have to do it in the order that probably oh, really? gives it to you um and it says like memorize the route or something so i think you might have maybe i'm not sure that could be wrong but um it looks tough you have to kill four pmcs without dying on every map so that's like that's like the ultimate end game quest right the guide is hard enough for normal players i I think it's good that they're adding these kind of um really hard things it's kind of like snowball challenge right you have like all the players in the game all the high-end streamers like trying to do it who's who's the first to complete it and like a couple of people will finish it and it's like makes it a real like you don't need to do it but it's like proper achievement style stuff um I think it's I think it's nice. I, I like it. I, you know, I'm never going to do it myself, but I like the fact that it's there. You know, there's you, you're broadening the spectrum of stuff. Like we're all going to sit down here in this end, and you've got Landmark and all these guys who are going to co- actually complete these things out to you know the top end, and it makes it in- exciting, interesting. There's stuff for them to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it. That's one of the positive things I've seen was that a lot of people were like, "Thank God, finally, I can do, th- I can do something other than farm raiders." <laughs> you know. Oh. So um, I think that's good, you know. I would yeah, say I mean, lar- largely it's it's more of the same quests, like type of quests, I guess. And there's really probably it, no way yeah. of avoiding that. It is. You know, what would have been quite cool if they'd actually put the snowball challenge in as a as a quest. That would have been kind of funny because that, like that's kind of the, it doesn't it actually doesn't really matter. Like all that really all that matters is like people having goals to work towards. So then you don't have to like think them up yourself and like track them yourself yeah, do you know what i mean that's, that's, yeah. and i think that's i think that actually goes a long way it's like if you have those things where like the game's tracking them and it fe- it feels different if it's in the game i, I know that's probably purely psychological but I, for to me it feels different if someone's working towards a goal and it's like it's tracked in game and it's a quest in game for one of the traders and there's a reward and it's like a big you know xp reward as well do you think like well you know maybe it's worth maybe it's worth going for it i, 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 I don't know um but yeah, it's, it'll be it'll be fun viewing, I think, because I, I 
we talked about this like a while back, but like the most that I've ever watched Tarkov Twitch, because I'm not a huge Twitch watcher because it takes a lot, it takes a lot of time and I don't have a great deal of time. Um, but the most that I've ever watched Tarkov Twitch was when the Snowball Challenge was on because it was like it was really gripping. You know, it was, mm. it, it was really, really hard for the people who are the absolute best at this game. And that's like fascinating to watch. I, was, I thought it was amazing. I loved it. So to have more things like that, I think it's just great for, um, I mean, it doesn't make any difference to me or you, right? But like, it's great yeah. for like the, the community that the sort of the viewing experience on Twitch, it's like, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a viewing experience thing. It's like putting on a sporting event almost, you know, it's like, you're not going to necessarily partake in it, but you're going to watch it and enjoy it. And I think it's kind of like that. And um, and it's something exciting for those very few people who are going to partake to to go and enjoy and, and uh, you know, rank themselves up against other people who are also doing it. So um, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned about you mentioned about raiders. I mean, there's been a couple. Th- has there been three cappers so far? I think. I, I, I think I, I spotted I three no cappers. And Tarkov reporter was um, he was like tabulating it, and I think there was the first dude. I think was he japan or something i'm not sure and then there was um there was a german guy i think who was the the first dude to do it um on twitch and then there was a guy in na as well i think i don't know if there's been any more since then but like it's absolutely nutty that people can get to level 71 this quickly i it, it's actually like it's actually outrageous <laughs> that's even possible um <laughs> which is uh yeah which is it, it's, it's it's just insane it's insane to me i don't even really understand Hashtag i can't like call, dedication. I can't... I can't really comprehend that amount of raider kills. I think the, the guy had killed like 3,500 raiders or something. Anyway. Um, so what else was added? Yeah, so next one. Sorting table added to scav runs. We spoke about this before. It's very good. Why that wasn't in there in the first place, I don't know. They've added it now. It's probably just an oversight. Probably. And they listened to the community and fixed it. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty good. And one other thing that's kind of like in a sort of similar ballpark, I guess, like quality of life stuff is... The ability to use the flea under level 20 without actually being able to have access to the flea market. I think that is actually huge. Especially Clearly now. I've not been able to try it. Yeah, especially but, now with uh, level 20 gap, flea market gap, you know. It can, exactly. It's like, oh man, there's no like sorting. We have sorting the traders. So you just click and it's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. all little icons. You have to click on each individual. The, the, the user experience isn't greatest. So having that feature is going to be because um, before it really wasn't a thing right i guess maybe at yeah. max max traders before the flea market it might have been a little annoying but they've constantly added new stuff since then and the exactly. list has gotten I bigger maybe, and bigger it, exactly it might have been okay at the beginning when people were first looking at it and first mm-hmm. using it and it's like using the filters down the side and using the tab bars like once levels one to four or whatever you can like hone in what you want but now it's like yeah if you go to like peacekeeper level three and you go to like weapons mods it's like you know all these like attachments a thousand four grips you yeah. know loads of stuff like it even if you that's even if you like hone in as far as you can go down in the filters and you're like which color of this magpul afg do i want you know it's, it's that kind of thing um so this is that's actually really really good and but i think that the biggest plus to that of all is just the fact that you then get ability to do link search because before yeah, level 20 it's impossible for players to figure out what to do right like if you have no experience with the game you can't use the workbench because you don't have your hideout upgraded yet you can't use link search either like you don't have a chance yeah. no, like no one stands a chance so this is like this is brilliant actually this is really really good for new players and to help people understand how to do modding and stuff so i'm, yeah. I'm very pleased about that's that. actually huge the link search feature because it's like god dude oh. 
trying to build an M4 when you have no clue about how the mechanics work of an M4. Like, exactly. dude, once you learn the link search, it's just like a whole new world is open up to you. <laughs> yep. And you're like, oh, I understand how this works now. And it's like layers of a tree, like opening up. You're like, oh, yeah. this is crazy. And you're like, oh, but now I've done a link search. How do I go back? Oh, no, you can't. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a back button. You know what? I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody ask for that. Yeah. And I would use it all the time. I used to think it's one of those things I'm now conditioned that I don't I know that it's not there. So I just like ask back out and then have to go back through the front. But you can only go like through the tree. Or back through the tree right. using link search. You can't like go link an item and then just like go oh back to the item I was on before because that'd be really handy. Because like think about like the 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 combo suppressors things, right? So you go like oh barrel of an M4, link search that. Here's the comps, and then you go link search the comp. Oh, here's the suppressor. But then you go okay, well I want to go back to the comp now. You have to go like re-link search the suppressor and go back and find the compensator. Yeah. You know it's annoying. Whereas if you could just go like oh just jump me back the step I was before. There's lots of situations where I'd like to use that. I, I really used to want it a lot. And uh, until this moment, I'd kind of forgotten that that was actually even a problem because I'm so used to using it this way that it's, um, it doesn't bother me anymore. I just wonder if we could take it a step further and why not just view the whole tree instead of navigating from branch to branch? You know, you have like the M4 at the base of the tree and then you click on it. It's like, you know, all the drop downs, like the categories for the mods and you can just kind of like, expand out the tree if you will yeah i guess that's kind of like the preset system screen i suppose yeah kind of yeah kind sort of, of. yeah because that's kind of why the preset system is good but then in the preset system you can't see anything you haven't identified and then you're not sure if there's something missing and like yeah that's actually one thing that i underestimated by the way at the beginning of this wipe like looking at um gun builds and that kind of stuff and i'm just like god i better like not miss anything like if some if like what if i've like missed an attachment and i like make a build and there's like a, a part missing that i've forgotten that i've forgotten about and i go through the fleet like have i identified everything yeah, like that? kind of and the rk2 i cannot identify this thing right there's like no one puts <laughs> it up on the flea market i've never seen another gun with it on in the game so far and i don't have skill level four i cannot identify the rk2 i cannot find the best in slot recoil for most builds now it's like i have to calculate it myself using this funny using the damn recoil it's so irritating and it's just like it doesn't matter and i'm so annoyed about it anyway 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 <laughs> um <laughs> so i told you i said i was in a weird mood i'm like kind of like hyper from um I think just overwork actually. Um, so this is probably this is probably quite a good place to just kind of like chill out, vent a bit of steam or something. Um, next one I had written down is not necessarily in any specific order, but something that I think is really important is um, they they stated that they'd fixed a bug when players couldn't turn whilst prone on elevated surfaces. Now I I, I thought that that was potentially intentional. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, in. right? I haven't tested it extensively to see whether it's any better because it did kind of suck, to be honest. It was really janky is how I would describe it. It was like sometimes yeah. it would be like no change at all. And then sometimes it would be like you just cannot move at all. Yeah. So I hope that that fixes that. I th I chalked it down to a a nerfing of prone originally and going, OK, well, maybe this is what they want. You know, they they've nerfed lying in bushes they've nerfed running through bushes they've nerfed like that kind of stuff in general and maybe they don't want people like just spinning around on the floor you know being able to shoot at stuff i don't know but with that change like i mean yeah 
if that was what they wanted, it was badly implemented. So in that sense, I'm glad that it's been reverted if it has, because it is not the most elegant way to fix that <laughs> if you did want to, to want to fix it. I, I think it's been tweaked. Airwing has had a similar experience that I've had in that it's less, it happens less frequently. Like it's, it's less extreme. So like slight. Yes. If it's like, like I notice on reserve, like there's some of those rocks that you can prone on and a lot of them are like fine, but some of the angles, it just locks you into that place. But it's not like before where it was like, if it wasn't a flat surface, you couldn't prone and move. <laughs> like before it was yeah. really extreme. So they've like yeah. adjusted it, I guess, is the, is the yeah. best way of putting it. There was multiple occasions before where I was just like, I lie down and then there's yeah. a scav and I'm like, my crosshair is like here and he's like there. And I'm like, good, good. Yeah, like, I can't, can't turn move. at all. And I can't turn the other way either. And I'm just like, oh, I can't even like strafe or anything. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to like stand up and like try and reposition it and like, Perfectly online. I just. Uh oh. Hopefully that wasn't my internet. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back after this short break. <laughs> yeah, we were just finishing talking about prone. Oh yes. Okay. And then the last thing, because we're kind of finished talking about prone. The last thing that I'd written that was like the big change was mm -hmm. fixing the freezes whilst moving through tabs and filters on the trader screen. Thank. God for that. There's still like when you try and collect like eight wires, there's still a problem there. But like yeah. you can now select mechanic level two and not tab yeah. without waiting fifteen yeah. seconds. <laughs> so that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. I like being able to speed through the menus. It's decent. There's a, there's a whole ton of other stuff as well, though. Though those are really like the things that I'd like noted down that like affected me day to day. Yeah. But, um, I'm sure like there's. Oh goodness! There's, there's so much stuff. There's like there's all the suppressor changes and everything as well. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get more into that stuff because I mean, yeah. I'm I'm very welcoming of quality of life changes and bug fixes, and kind of like we talked about in a couple episodes ago, it was like I was really anticipating a big bug fix patch because like one of the big complaints on Twitter was like fix the shoreline audio. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. like my assumption was that they're aware of it or at some point they became aware of it and it was just going to be merged into a big bug fix patch because there was a lot of these little issues. Uh, so we got some bug fixes, some quality life changes, but the suppressors and the, 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 the Mark 47, grr, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I still to use the, uh, the mutant, which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, you're not even low. Not even low, max level skier. Pathetic, Giga. I know it's bad. So, <laughs> what did? So, what, okay. So, what exactly did they change? So, the so the suppressor nerf is like it is pretty. It is pretty punchy. My MDR with a shift grip has fifty ergo. <laughs> no, damn you, Discord. Oh, we're gonna rejoin. Welcome Something. to the Scuff Talk. Scuff <laughs> Talk podcast. <laughs> Well, everything is scuffed. Oh my so, goodness! What were we talking about? I'll, I'll get this. Fixed we up. were talking about suppressor nerfs, yeah, and about how your MDR is sad despite having. Yeah, I was like fifty ergo. What? Excuse me. <laughs> like yeah. MDR has a really high. That was like the big selling point. Was like you could slap a suppressor on it and a and a voodoo or a scope, and it still had really good ergo. But this thing just got tanked, man. Like I can only imagine what an AK. Like a 
you know, AKM with a suppressor, what it's gonna final ergo is gonna be, dude. Like if you don't put a yeah. lot of like uh counter ergo, <laughs> you know, things to balance yes. out. Exactly. It's big it's it's big time. It's big time. Actually, you know what I have because I, I mentioned to you this before, like I do actually have because I retabulated it to to kind of check. So uh, oh no, that's, that's seven sixteen NATO. Let's see. So yeah, this is with the Ergo nerf. So let's say like the blackout, for example, was minus one on the comp, minus twenty six. Oh no, that's how. It, sorry, that's what it is now. So it's minus one on the comp, minus twenty six on the suppressor, but like minus twenty seven overall. And previously, it was minus one and minus twenty for yeah. minus twenty one overall. So I got like. 25 to 30 percent increase in ergo penalties yeah i got dinged for like six ergo or something some people were saying some of them were like really really high i think like i think maybe the the five or six suppressors went too bad like it's it, you know it's it, it's big it's six ergonomics or whatever mm-hmm. on something that already destroys your ergo yeah so it's yeah it's important but i'm not sure if it's really gonna i don't know if it's really gonna change anything but i think like there was one comment actually a while back that Nikita made about not changing too many things too quickly. And instead he's kind of doing like, you know, the, the old nudge theory thing where like no one really notices if you just slowly tweak values to get them where they are. And so, you know, if he just keeps going like five here, five there, yeah. people like get used to it. And then they, then they move, you know, they move to the next one. And I, I think it might be partly that, um, but it, it makes sense from like a game. I mean, I, you know, realism, whatever, right? But it makes kind of sense from a game perspective, a game balance perspective, because it's like suppressor. You want to be quiet. It does, you know, give you extra recoil reduction. And for the most part, this is not, it's not always strictly true, but for the most part, right. it gives you extra recoil reduction. But then you have to, you know, take some kind of penalty for that in form of ergonomics. So if you're like running around with like some kind of assault kit, then you allowed, but uh potentially you know more more mobile because you can like ads quickly and that kind of thing so i kind of i like it you know it gives you it gives you a choice it's fine um in some cases as you were saying right guns like the mdr didn't really need to make that choice you'd never really needed to go unsuppressed because it just had super high ergo all the time now it's kind of making it more of a a question of you know what kind of raid am i doing what do i want to do in this raid do i need to be far away and and hidden or whatever or am i going to be like up close and I may as well just not go suppressed and just be like loud as hell. I'd put a loudener on. Um, you know what? Actually, I think given like I'm joking, but like I think there is actually a loudness stat for some of the the comps. I think there is. Uh, what is that? That that like that having one. one of those like big exhausts on the back of your car. You know what I mean? But like for your AK, <laughs> make it super loud, like really uh... intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't remember which one it is. It I think DK it's the band. Well, I don't know how to say it. Oh, that Fur Friends one. That was the yeah, one which is like that's a newer baby, one. Uh, what's it? What's it like? The um, baby jailbreak mitigation. Oh, I, I've always thought of it as like a like a baby jailbreak. I guess so. I guess so. I think I it has more muzzle like, flash than a regular one. I could be wrong. That's that is no. That is true. That is that is true. That is true. Because like the the BMD and like the the jailbreak and the for friends are all kind of in that same category of just like welcome to smoke city yeah you know you start firing and it's <laughs> really like you know, 
<laughs> you have to like raise the optic up a bunch. We have to use like the voodoo scope with the delta point because it's so like just so it's so far away. Yeah. Or you know one of the scopes. So then you could put like the extra mount on and like make the M4 tall boy or something. So it's like <laughs> make my scope sufficiently far enough away from just this oh, like yeah, you know, torrent to just like so smoke meta. underneath. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. Or you just hit fire it, which is also fine. Put a laser on. Get some hip firing. You know, it's all good. So I think that's okay. Um, I think that's okay. And then, like, I guess the other things that sort of got collected up in the suppressor changes is like there's like that T lock three part thing, which is is suppressor ultimately because the last piece is a suppressor. And that was on what's that? That's on the SR twenty five. That's on the MCX. Has it got anything else? The uh, mutant and the and the, yes, and the mutant uh, RSS. Uh, yes, that's a good point. Actually, I never use that gun, so it's um, I always forget that one. Um, but then, but then they buffed a couple of other weapons. They buffed the MCX. They buffed the Val and uh, and the Ash Twelve. Yeah, as well. I like and that. the UMP, actually. Yeah, and the Ump. So the like, guns that people aren't using got buffed a bit. That's okay. That's good. Um, I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually kind of tempted to try out the the UMP now. I've not really used it, and by not really, I mean I haven't used it at all. Why have you not used it? Because it is, it looks really, really bad, just from like optically from the stats. So, and for them, for you to use it, the stats would have to be better than what? I think it's one of those things where there are so many guns. Why would I use that one? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? It's just like there, there are so yeah. many. Unless I'm like specifically trying to test it out, it's like the ammo is what actually i guess one one reason why is also i'm just not hugely familiar with um acp as a round and so let's go look because there's like hardly any guns that use it right and the the one that's most uh the one that's most popular is probably like you know acp vector with rip in it or something mm -hmm. um so that's really the only they're the only place I've looked at it because, like that, that stuff, that stuff absolutely wrecks. 127 damage per shot, it kills you in four hits or something. Like it's insane. That's actually insane. But anyway, so ACP AP is like it is 70 damage, but only 36 pen, and that's the thing. Maybe it's maybe it's good now. How did he get it from though? This is the thing I've not really looked into it. Oh, it's Peacekeeper three. You know what? That's okay. 36 pen with 70 damage is okay at this point. It's the fire rate, though, I think. I think it's partly the fire rate that makes it hard for me. It's not 9 mil, though, because like, I kind of rule out... The one reason why I don't like the PP-19 is because it's like... It's got all the downsides of 9 mil and all the downsides of being really slow. <laughs> yeah. And the two things together is like... It's, it's, it's bad for me. So, like, I don't mind something like, you know... The 9 mil vector, it works because it's really fast-firing. The P-90 works because it's really fast-firing. The MP-7 works because it's really fast-firing. But if you, like... You can't do you can't do both, right? You can have like great rounds, and it can fire like at an ordinary speed, or it has to have like you know really fast fire rate, or and then it can have very like very ordinary rounds. Like it kind of has to be, you know, it has to be one or the other. You can't you can't like in my opinion, you can't do both. Like there's a lot of people who really love the uh, the PP90, but I just feel like it's kind of like the you know there's like the two things that are important, and it's like lacking in both categories. Whereas UMP, like yeah, it's it's slow, but like. ACPOP is okay, and if you can buy a Peacekeeper three, like seventy damage is not to be, it's not to be sniffed at actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
It's decent. That's a big I just, my whole thing is like, why until they make like the value, like oh, it's, it's kind of a complicated thing. Let's say they keep buffing the gun. Mm. Eventually, everyone's going to use ump, right? That'll just be the new meta thing. So, because it's just like, why am I going to use an ump when I could just use a forty-five vector? Now, maybe there's like the value proposition is different. You know yeah. what I mean? The ump's really cheap, um, but I tend to find that you know if you double your cost, you can basically get a laser beam. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the trend in in some of the. God damn it, did the thing crash again? I'm going to mauled, so... Okay, it didn't crash. It's sort of crashing. He's blinking slowly. Fuck, dude. Why is Discord doing okay. this right now? I don't you know. You sound fine to me. That's weird. Anyways, so... <laughs> I I just feel like... Before... Before we start buffing the ump, could we instead just see if it actually needs a buff within its own tier. Do you know what I mean? Because if you buff the ump up the tiers, then all you're doing is just rearranging the tiers. You know what I mean? Like, once I yeah. have access to, to all the options, then it just simply becomes, like, a math problem, you know? what? How much do I want to spend for X amount of performance? Like, that's kind of why I like the MCX, is because it's, um, I like, I think it's 180k for, like, a meta one. And I don't think that includes the drum round. And like a meta M4 is a little bit more expensive than that, but you get mm -hmm. better stats, but they're a little bit more mm -hmm. closer in terms of like gap, you know what I mean? Whereas like, I'd be willing to bet just like a P90 would just like, how, like the ump just can't compete with the P90. You know, I don't even know how much the P90 is, but it, I like 50k on the fleet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, it, the issue. Like, I'm saying, I don't think the issue is necessarily that it has bad stats. I think the issue is just, I have too many options. So when the better options are just, like, objectively better, you know what I mean? Possibly, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm okay with them making it cheaper, to be honest. I'm okay that, with them making it That could it be more. another, yeah, better approach, too. Because then you'll see more people who are, like, lower level running it. Like, it'll be a gun that's, like, Absolutely. it's used. Um, I mean, somebody in chat said, like, MP5 is fine. Yeah, MP5 is fine. I was using the MP5 on Factory... Um, in one of the, the raids that I was doing. Actually, I was, that's what I was doing. I was doing Headshot with Tremor. And I was doing it with the MP5. And I did it with the MP5 SD. And I did it with PST. Because it gives you the greatest chance of getting a headshot. Because if you hit them in the chest, they probably won't die. So it's actually perfect for that quest. Because you have to hit them in the head. Otherwise, um, otherwise it won't <laughs> pen. <laughs> and so I like... It's a big brain like, play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was just like, right, well, if I, you know, if I miss my headshot, then, uh, then, then whatever. And got it done in like a, you know, a couple of raids or something. So... Um, to like you know, run in, find a set of stairs, and jump off the gun, and then morphine, and then like run and spread heads. But it's like, you know, the, the base MP5 is also just fine, and they need to, you know, the the ump needs to be like a lot cheaper. I think to it needs to be like a real budget gun. It needs to be like something that people are going to like pick up and like run run budget. Because as you say, you know, it's like I'm looking at the stats and I'm like, yeah, it's great, and you know, seventy and thirty six, maybe I'll run it, blah blah blah. But you know, the P90 costs fifty k. The P90 fires 50% faster. Yeah. The P90 yeah. has rounds that do 37 pen rather than 36 pen. Not quite as much damage, but it doesn't really matter because it hits the important breakpoints for two-shotting Thorax. It's kind of okay, maybe, depending on our, you know, mitigation or whatever, but like, maybe. Um, but it fires half again as quickly, so it hardly matters. And you get a 50-round magazine with it. 
And you can suppress it if you want to. It's like, and it's like it doesn't cost that much more. The the approach seems like let's um let's squish everything together instead of let's broaden out the choices, like the options. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm I would be happy kind of with like yeah the the bad stuff to get even cheaper and like so so you separate right. this stuff out like economically and then you make the you know the meta M4 and the meta MCXs or whatever you make them like more expensive in that way yeah and so there's kind of like a choice I don't I don't know whether that's necessarily good but at least like spreads it out and kind of gives people more and th- and this is like this th- it stops people from saying. For twice the price, I can have a laser beam. So may as well, because we're talking about seventy-five k versus one hundred and fifty k. I can pick up three bolts and make that. So, like, what is seventy-five? Like, and this is always the thing yeah. that's funny about Tarkov is like, there's a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this too, of being in kind of like the the money mindset with it, being very much like, you know, one hundred and fifty k weapon versus seventy five. Can I get away with seventy five? Blah 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 blah. Forgetting that, like, you know, most of the time you float like two mil in your stash, and you, you know, but it's putting stuff through the various crafts. You're making money all the time, and you're like, you invest one hundred and fifty here into, you know, buy a water filter, and you buy a couple of bolts, you make a grenade case, whatever, and your money's going like, you know, two point four down to one point nine, and then two point seven when all the crafts finish, but you're buying more parts. It's like two point two, and then you're like, oh, but on my gun, I'm, you know, I'm taking it from seventy five thousand to ninety five thousand or whatever. And it's just like twenty k, right? And you can sell like one isqua lunchbox and make that money so yeah. it's just like you know the guns the or the weapon components unless you're making something absurd right unless you're running um thermals and you're running it like every raid or whatever most of the time it just doesn't um it's it's a small number compared to the other stuff that's happening and i'm very guilty of this actually probably more than more than most people even um i'm just trying to like optimize everything but like, you're quite right you know and, that, and that's the thing it's like does it push the stuff out of reach of newer players and stuff like yes but should it also as well? Like, should it be more expensive to get something that's like a laser beam versus something that's like value? And then it made people think more about, you know, what they want to run and blah, blah, blah. Because then also on the on the flip side, it's also more like a money sink in some ways, right? Because it'll cost more money for high tier players to be running the high tier stuff. Yeah. And so not necessarily right. as economic. I don't some people it won't affect them, but at the same time, you know, it'll be more to think about. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we have so many guns and so many attachments, but we only use like ten percent of them, you know. And so, like, if the the what what worries me if like the thought process is, oh, we just need to make everything like the ten percent, then it's like at that point, do we really have any options, or is everything just the same? You know, is everything just a laser exactly. beam? So I like I want yeah. I I like the idea. Like at the start of the wipe. You have like very limited options, and one thing, one of my gripes of this wipe was that they gave thirty rounders for the AK because the AK and SKS were like they were really good, but you had to deal with the SKS, you had to deal with top loading, and the AK you had to deal with the ten rounder mags. You know, whereas now it's like, well, I just have thirty rounder rat mags and twenty rounder mags for my SKS. Like, there's even more of an incentive to use them over some of the other yeah. options. So it's like that's that's kind of my mindset. It's like I would rather have hard and like hard choices to make and choices that matter and kind of like preference you know player preference like oh i prefer this gun and this gun can't works for me you know what i mean where instead of like the answer is no you should just use this gun because this gun is just objectively better in every category you know what i mean 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of the conclusion that I came to in some of the early videos I did this, right? Basically being like, you can do what you like, and some of the guns are good, but if you want to go an all-rounder, basically I think you should just buy the SKS or, or the Vepa. Yeah. Because you get a 30-rounder or a 20-rounder, and you can buy them at level 1, and if you want some to mod them, then you can. The SKS is slightly cheaper, and you can use the PSO. The other one, you can put red dots on it from level 1. Like, you know, a couple of wipes ago, like, it was painful slightly, but... You know, finding a twenty round mag for the, for the SKS, you're just like, dude. Now, is... now, like, I still, I still have to top load it because I don't have two, but I actually have like a few more bullets in there. Or yeah. you know, finding a thirty rounder. I mean, I don't know whether like the biggest tease in this entire game is that ten round mag that's sold by Skier. I don't know whether you've ever been tricked by this in your Tarkov career. The ten rounder that looks like a thirty, but it's blanked off part way down, and so it's only ten. Oh, and you look at it, and you go, yeah. oh, that looks like, oh, I'll buy one of them. And then you the put it in, and you're like, oh, 10 rounds? And then you're like, you yeah. look at it, and you're like, oh, Skier, you are an actual, an actual bastard. Like, what? <laughs> Honestly, that's like probably the worst, <laughs> the worst piece of kit in the entire game. It's such a tease. Like it, it lures you in, and then goes ha when you buy it. It sucks. Um, <laughs> like, wow, this is so but, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but um no look i agree i agree completely you know it's like you want that you want that broad spectrum of stuff some some stuff some stuff should be bad but it should be or it can be bad but it should be cheap for it and so people will still run it because you know sometimes you just sometimes you need to go and plant balaclavas on a pier in the <laughs> middle of one of the hottest areas of the map you know yeah and that kind of thing um and yeah it, it gives it gives like variability to, to the way that people play and you'll run into these kind of things and it's interesting when you run into i've not seen anybody with with a, an ump yet no i mean i've seen some people do some videos i haven't watched them i mean i'm my assumption is just that you know it's just a slightly better ump but it's still not that great you know what i mean so yeah. hopefully yeah. as as things move forward with the development we can start getting more into these uh balancing Acts, if you will, of balancing. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we will see. We will see. So that's churches um, ran for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Okay, so what? What next? What next? There was like, there were a couple of other things. So I saw there was one event that I really didn't pay much attention to, which was there was like a grenade scarcity thing going on. Is that yeah, still happening? I it think it's a permanent no thing. Different. No. Um, you can only buy like four rather than eight or something yeah. from prep or like i think it i guess it, it makes a difference if you play a lot and you only want to source those grenades from the traders mm. you know i guess that's who it's affect um you have to like stack them up per reset yeah and that, that's what i do but not everyone can do that you know what i mean so yeah. they're in, they end up paying more i don't know i i don't want to be a dead horse in a that's starting to become a trend on the <laughs> <laughs> this is that's gonna be a catchphrase but you know the, the whole trader reset thing i just i don't like it man i don't like it so this I, is the trader reset <sighs> camping podcast welcome yeah it's just like a recurring thing man it's like cause it's because i think that was from becoming. the clean and what's his name uh not brandon is it brandon herrera t-rex arms guy yeah. i don't know but that was oh, one no, of the things lucas. they brought up yeah lucas and then he was like you know hey Grenade spam is a you know kind of a thing, and we feel that it's because the trade or you know there's there's just an abundance of grenades, a supply of grenades. So 
they lower the trader supply. Um, but you know, it's like <laughs> we've only like just like haven't really done haven't really solved the issue, you know. The issue's not yeah, that I mean, Prepper has Prepper could have one grenade, you know what I mean? But it's just like as long as I, I mean, can get infinite more... money, I can just buy infinite grenades at yeah. at risk free. There's no I guess like even more fundamentally in some ways, like grenades are just so they're just so good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I've been wanting to do something about grenades for ages, but I haven't really got around to it. Um, but it's like, I feel like, you know, 10% of the time you throw a grenade with the objective of actually killing somebody. It, you know? Oh, 100%. Like, they're, they're used oh, to like just... The time. It's like 50% of the time yeah. or 60%. Like, it's like, okay, so it's like 10% of the time, it's just like, I'm going to get this guy dead to rights with his nade. 30% of the time, it's just like, I'm dying, throw something. <laughs> And then the remaining 60% of the time is, I know there's someone over there, but I don't quite know where. Let's make them run. You know? And it's like it flushes people out and makes them move. You can and flush people like out, or you can just, like, force them to sit in the corner as you, like, close the distance on them. It's just, it's, oh my god, yeah. It's really exactly. bad. Exactly. It's like a positional and mobility tool. Yeah. Which in EFT is like, you know, the grenades are good in most games, but, like, in EFT it's super strong just because, like, you often will know where your opponent is and people are kind of cautious to like to to move out like it's you know people are aggressive in this game right but it isn't like cod where you'll be sprinting through the map and two people will meet each other and you'll have a gunfight and one of you will die like if he doesn't play out like that there's lots of times where it's like two people are down the ends of different corridors and people mm -hmm. are spraying like pre-firing and trying to do stuff whatever and like the quick like with the nade down the corridor you know like the small lean and just boop down on the right hand side just to like try and get people to move or whatever it's just like it's so disruptive and then when you can hear people running you can then go oh, okay they went from left to right they're in this room and then you can once you've got like exact precise positional knowledge on somebody yeah that's when you just and just shoot someone with with pre-fire um oh god i had like i had a really horrible one on on factory i was in the in the bathrooms with a p90 and i just completely mistook where the guy was using the audio and i pre-fired like you know the, the little cubby hole where there's the showers where like scared people like to sit i was healing in there and i heard this dude like come around the outside and i like as i left the showers i started firing with the p90 and he was like not round the next corner, but round the next corner after that. And I yeah. must have hit him with like bullet like 35 to 45 or something. But the rest of them just went <laughs> just in a big spray and ended up just like meeting this guy with the P90. And he had like a Gen 4 on and an alt in. And I literally just was like da -da 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 and just pile drive through him with like 15 rounds out of this thing and just killed the guy. I was like, I kind of feel bad for you because like that round's not really supposed to go through that. But at the same time, you know, you just get hit by so many so quickly. And like when you're already shooting and the guy comes around the corner, it's just like he just gets hit so many times before he can even do anything. It's like it's rough. So yeah, like the grenades are just so, so good for that reason. And I, I think like I'm I'm torn about grenade spam. I don't know whether it's whether it's good or not or whatever. Like, you know, you have to carry them around with you, and if you die, you, you don't get to use any of them. And maybe maybe they're a bit cheap. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I feel like it's is it okay? Maybe there are too many in the game, honestly. Maybe there are too many. I mean it's a really good tool and when you have like in theory infinite supply like honestly i i was like thought i was going a little extreme bringing four grenades every raid then i watched landmark and my god that man brings like eight to like ten grenades every raid but they're so useful 
Like, you know yeah. how, how much of a bad feeling it is when you hit G and nothing happens? Like, mm-hmm. man, I wish I had more grenades. Yeah. Like, I've, it's, it's kind of nutty, actually. Um, yeah. I, I think the idea was to change it from a hotkey to more of like a slot. Like, you switch to kind of like a CS uh, implementation as well. Like, you pull out the grenade. And then you could press the grenade yep. key again to like cycle through if you have like a flash or a smoke or whatever. Um, yep. And then you actually like pull it and throw it there. And I would, I personally would like to be able to cook grenades. I really enjoyed that in like COD. Because um, it was just like some of the other games too in the past. You could just do some really cool stuff like cooking grenades and then throw it and they just can't react. But it's like just blows up right there in their face. I love it. I don't know if that'd be a good thing or bad thing or not, but um, yeah, that, I, I I do think there's two ways they could approach it. They could just like I don't know, fix the issue with scarcity and accessibility and no risk acquiring loot um, through clicking menus, or they could you know do this animation thing. Yeah. I think the animation thing is pro. I think it probably is good because otherwise your guy's just like, you know, got them all like strapped to his front and he's just like, yeah, you know, it's just like, it's pretty nuts. There's no, like the risk amount is pretty low. I mean, sure. You can't shoot your gun. Like you committed to the action. That's probably the worst thing is you can't, you you can't, (laughs) you can't undo it. You know what I mean? You've already committed, Mm but the, yeah, the the spam rate is just insane. Cause if, if you're on the receiving end, you hear the grenade hit the ground. If you can't see it, then what do you, you know what I mean? Do you take the chance and run out and move your position and die to the grenade that you can't see? Or do you just sit there and, you know, assume that it's nowhere near you? And maybe you're right, it's nowhere near you, but you're trapped there. So now more grenades come. You're, again, you're continuously trapped. So it is kind of a, it is very, it's a very powerful tool. And I'm not sure if there's enough balance to like the, the downside of using grenades yeah it's 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 tough i mean you you gave me flashbacks to great memories of do of cooking i don't know if i want that in eft honestly <laughs> but you get it down to like call of duty like the first one the first modern warfare is like yeah that was like my that was like really the game that i played a lot of, of the cod series um modern warfare the original and that like that you could do oh my god you could do some dirty cooks in that game my for god sure. and after you get used to it for a while you're just like one two three and a half and they're like out it goes and they get like 0.1 of a second if you want to they don't get any time at all it like it just goes in yeah. through the window and just air bursts and everybody yeah. inside is immediately dead like it was it was insane it was fun it was super fun but in eft like i don't know if it, i don't I yeah i haven't thought about it <laughs> now that you're talking about it it sounds like it might be a worse thing can you imagine? Can you imagine though? You're just like, I think there's a guy over there, and then you just like, I, is he not moving? And then it's just you just hear, ding bang, and you're just instantly dead. Well, that like, was like the the fun part was trying to get it down to the millisecond where it wouldn't even like touch the ground. <laughs> it was just ambers, like you were saying. That was the exactly. best feeling, especially if you could do it like from distance, like it, not, it doesn't even hit the ground, but you like cook it just a l- little bit, and then it just plops right. It just like it just like it blows it like here, like the like the raiders do and the guards do when they throw nades at you sometimes. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, but I think like yeah, I think like there's some comments in chat as well about like 
there's not really being realistic. Like no one cooks grenades in real life because like grenades are really scary. Mm, yeah. You know, like no, no one does that stuff. So I, I think it's probably better just to like leave that alone. Um, and probably. if you want to, if you want to effectively cook the grenade, then you just bring some vogs. You know, vogs are still devastating and brutal. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got the uh, the lovely old M67s, which I was like tempted to use just to kind of throw off people's timing. Just bring like four of them, and they're quite cheap because it's hilarious. Because that's and that's where like the really awesome clips in labs come from, where people yeah. like they throw a nade and then they just sprint over the top of it because it takes like five <laughs> seconds to go off, and then they just gun the like three man down because everyone's yeah. running away, and then you know like this all happens in like two and a half seconds. And then like two seconds later, like the M67 goes off, like all the way down the hall, like where they started. Like, it's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fire. Um, yeah, exactly. I do love that. But, um, okay. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's got, a, you know, maybe it's got some validity than the, uh, the grenades guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, dude. Yeah. I mean, what else is important? I've got, I've still got scav karma written down. So yeah. Karma stuff. Is there anything else before we like we jump into that? Um, man, so much. Honestly, so much stuff. Uh, I don't think so. Let's go ahead and I guess I will say they. I'm glad they fixed the MCX because they they nerfed the meta suppressor for the MK47. I was really sad, and then I saw that they basically balanced out the MCX to be what it used to be. Um, which it got some buffs, and which I saw your comments. <laughs> what was your comment, actually? I made a comment. Some pointless ammo buffs on 300 blackout. Giga, how dare you? Okay, do you know how significant 0.1 armor damage is? <laughs> I think they changed the pen or something by like one yeah. and did something else. And I just wrote like point some pointless buffs on 300 blackout when i was making my notes and church has like commented specifically in the in the Google Doc, like, how dare you with like a you know. <laughs> an angry face which when i saw it like i think i saw it a day later and i just like i just laughed at my computer i was like oh my god that's, that's too funny <laughs> that's too funny yeah. but um yeah i mean like it hardly makes any difference i did actually go and check i, d I did do my due diligence before making that comment and I, I did go and check the breakpoints in terms of like level four armor whether it's in that particular range or not and it like it, it isn't it's, right yeah. like it doesn't make a difference because we've spoken before about this that sensitive range, right? That where um, one change, you know, you have this like big change in um, penetration chance versus you know one pen or whatever, um, and it's just like it's not really in that range, so it kind of doesn't matter. I think um, I, can't, I can't I can't remember where that one actually sits. Is this, it's I think it, I think off the top of my head, it's somewhere between like the level four and level five. So it's like it doesn't mm -hmm. pen five easily, but it does it's... pen four easily. Like one pen doesn't matter. I don't think. In... In my mind, it's just say better five five a one now. I mean, it it arguably it might have been the case before, but I feel like now it's kind of even more so. I don't know. I would I would like to. I did a little bit of testing, and like you, when you hit high pin armor, you get a little bit more higher chances to pin because of the armor damage. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's like five percent. The thirteen percent, like it's kind of slowly comparatively 45. to to the five five eight one. But anyways, um, I mean, you know me, I, I like the MCX, so I'm glad that they they're uh, showing some love because I was like, oh man, they they just like once they did that suppressor nerf, I was like, they just not only did they kill the MCX, but they killed all the guns that could take that suppressor, <laughs> yeah, like the the SR twenty five because those were like, yeah. 
Anyways, that's a whole other tangent. Let's let's move on to the scare. Yeah. Cardinal. So, what do you think yeah, about how apparently they they like address the whole weird thing where you and your buddies like you shoot scavs and then your buddy shoots you and then your buddy buddies shoots your buddy you know and like that you know it's like some weird like circular farming thing apparently they like fix that is that like correct am i yeah i (laughs) that's actually the one piece that i was not entirely sure exactly how that functions just because of like the roundabout way that it was worded yeah it was I just, oh, I don't think, ah, oh, they've, they've they've replaced the sticky on the um, on the notes. But um, anyway, it doesn't really matter. But it was just like, yeah, they've removed the the karma gain from shooting someone who's who's been shooting scavs or something. Yeah, and I think they, I think they increased the amount that you get from PMCs that have killed scavs as well. Because like you're, I find that a weird mechanic. Like, so if PMCs have killed scavs, then you get more, the more scavs the PMC has killed, and I think that factor has gone up so the more skeptical that even you get even more now um i believe but i always found that kind of weird because it's just like how would you know as a scout that's what bothered me is i killed two pmcs on interchange and i got zero points you know i guess i killed yeah and i was like dang i didn't get anything for that like i i yeah i headshot both those guys like come on (laughs) me come on fence like come on man give me something yeah i agree i think it's kind of i think it's kind of weird that but, but even still, like I don't know, because they've they've we've just had this like event, right? And um, I've unfortunately I wasn't able to play the event at all, so like I've not increased my scav karma whatsoever. And I think there's lots of people who've like raced up to six because you can get like a ton, you could get like a ton of scav karma um, for doing the car extracts and stuff. They seem to be, mm-hmm. but they seem to be like leaning so heavily into this kind of like car extractors PMC thing, and I don't really know why. Like it doesn't. I know, like, oh, the trader network and fence and, you know, scavs driving the cars or whatever, but it's like, so I can go and I can kill five scavs, mm-hmm. have a bounty on me, effectively, because that's kind of what it is, right? Mm-hmm. The scav kills me, they get the bounty. But instead, I can just take this the car extract and then leave and get, and I get some scav karma. Like, it's, it doesn't seem to have anything to do with scavs or scav karma to me. You can just, like, get more scav karma by playing PMC than you can playing scav and doing good stuff. It seems weird. Yeah, I... That was also a critique of mine. Um, and yeah, I mean, even to what we were just talking about, how PMCs have to kill scavs for you to get scav karma. You know, that's like a different faction's action increases your own gains of your own faction's karma system. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Yeah, and I think it's kind it of would... random. What do you mean? It's like your guys, like, they hadn't killed any of them, so it's like, okay. But, like, is that your fault? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> you get zero? Yeah, I guess it's like... In there, I like, guess you the watch them, territory. and it's like, okay, finally he killed a scab. Now I can get karma. You know, it's kind of it's kind of yeah. weird to think about. Exactly. It's it's strange. And then, But they might have killed some scabs before. Like, what if there's, like, 15 minutes left? Who knows, right? But why, like, it's like, like, why does him killing scavs and then i kill i guess because i killed him and i saw him killing scavs so i'm like doing the intended thing of scavs that rewards me i don't know it's kind of weird i guess so i suppose like the the other side of the argument is like oh well you know you've got like the shared extracts kind of thing so it's like pmc's kind of then 
I'm engaging in this sort of scav karma thing in general. So it's like, well, you can take the, I, I have absolutely no issue with taking the scav extract, make, giving you scav karma as PMC, right? Because if you are nice to the scavs and you take someone to the extract and you help them leave with their equipment, that's completely fine, in my opinion. I, it's the car one that I find weird because it's like, that's just like, you have nothing to do with player scavs or any scavs really of any kind. You just, right. you just, you just an extract. So as the PMC is concerned, you bring some money and it's just an extract. Whereas like bringing another player scav out, like it's hard to do. You have to befriend someone like you could have just shot them, but you didn't. There's like, you know, it's it's, it's hard to do and, and tricky. And so the reward for that, I think, is justified. And the, the disconnect for me there on really both of those, mostly the car extract one, is that my actions on a different faction affect a different faction. You know what I mean? Like, I'm playing the PMC role, but I'm getting scav karma for my scav. Like, I don't know. It, it just, it, it is, it's kind of a disconnect for me there. Like, it, it doesn't really, I'm not sure. It's all kind of like yeah. hypothetical stuff in the air because we don't really know all the details. Exactly. But I think they did add one extra. They did add one thing. So I think if you, I think you get, do you get like a very, very tiny amount of scav karma now when you leave? For everyone. Very, very... For every 10 extracts you survive, you can kill one player scav. <laughs> well, I just don't kill anybody with my scav anymore. Listen, it's made, I, like, I went it's made scaving just a free money run now. I, I lost my mind. I went on factory. I was trying to kill some time for my food to get here. And this scav was just looting the locker and or the final camp. I was just looking at him and I was like, I'm going to just kill him. And I just shot him in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know wow. why and i was like wow that was kind of fun and i just went and killed a couple of scats and then got out. <laughs> i i don't know i i don't know what happened but it happens okay it, it happens you know what actually a similar thing happened to me playing interchange and um, this is like slightly different and i was like there were two player scouts having a fight and i was actually with two buddies when we were playing a, a scav raid and we were like oh what's this some kind of you know some fight happening in between scavs was going on and i was like one was like carrying behind the wall and the other guy was like in rasmussen just like aggressively like peeking out whatever and i was just like he's clearly the aggressor so i just like <laughs> I, I i spawned i spawned with the svd yeah. so i just like came oh around the corner and just went bam bam and just boomed this guy and it was just yeah. like oh negative scav karma and i was like huh that's kind of weird so then i like went around and we were like with this guy and he was just like he was just like wandering around and i was like so surely he was the one who yeah. must have been the bad scab. And like we we're just like looking at this, and I was like, "Guys, I'm, I'm gonna murder this guy." And they're like, "You're gonna what?" And then I just went turned around and went bang bang, and they were like, "You just killed him." And I was like, "Yeah," and I got karma for it. Did you <laughs> it get positive so or negative? Yeah, I got positive karma. Yeah. Oh, so you were right. See, so I, I was hoping yeah, so you were gonna kill both of them. It was like, no, that wasn't the guy. <laughs> bang bang. No, that wasn't the guy either. Bang bang. No, that wasn't the guy either. <laughs> Because yeah, that's kind of really a problem. Bad. It's like how do you how do you tell who who is doing the negative action? Exactly, you know? exactly. It's tricky. Yeah, someone uh, someone posted up with the, the what we were talking about previously. If Scab A gets negative rep and Scab B kills Scab A and gets rep, now Scab C doesn't get rep if they kill Scab B, which makes sense. So if you kill a Scab yeah, with negative karma, yeah, you don't then get negative karma. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Well, 
you used to you get positive so before you were getting positive karma for doing the kill but you were then flagged so that someone else right. would get positive karma right. then killed you in turn even yeah. if, even though you didn't lose any so that was kind of the thing they fixed okay but that, that kind of makes that makes sense that kind of makes sense to me yeah i, d- I don't know dude like it's it, you know what like i'm torn about it because like i thought that it would be in the spirit of the game to have scav karma like this but the problem is like there's no way on a lot of maps and even on factory it's like you're supposed to technically be spawning into a raid with a PMC in there. I'll be damned if I can find them. You know, like, how are you supposed well, to ever find them? Like, if you spawn into, like, reserve or, you know, like, interchange or something, like, I find it impossible to find the players. Like, how are you ever yeah. going to know where they are? And so what that means is that most people then aren't really hot bothering hunting for players at all. They're just going around looting. Um, and it's like, it's changed the game a bit. For sure. but on the other hand, like, it's made... This one's been interesting because I actually have like people um, from like real life playing, mm-hmm. um, and I don't like they're they're just about to like start getting into like the level twenty regions. These these are not people who play like a lot, right? And the scaving thing, the scav changes have made the game a lot more enjoyable for everyone. Interesting, because you can just go in, you can just chill with a group of people, you can go and loot some stuff, and you're not literally getting attacked every five seconds by other player scavs and stuff like. It gives you something to then go and do and actually build some money up so you can then go and play the like stressful PMC raids. But not everybody wants to play a stressful raid every single raid. Yeah. And I think there's there's definitely a value for people who play the game more casually. It, it allows them to go in, chill out, you know, play the game without having to, you know, think about they're going to die every five seconds or, you know, whatever. And like whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. But it's definitely the reality. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, on... yeah, I have two friends who haven't even hit 20 yet. So they're still kind of like, and it's weird for me because they're just like, oh, you know, we're so close to like level 18 now and stuff. And I'm just like, man, to still be level 18? Like, I. It's cool. One of the critiques <laughs> that um, I've heard and that we were talking about in the, the Scav Talk Discord was. Is this bad for new players? Because historically, scav mode was the way to sort of like hone your survival skills or your PvP skills, right? So now that there's a lot less of that going on, but it sounds like from your friend's experience, what they're doing is they're applying that to their PMC. So instead of the scav... Kind of okay. Now I'm a little concerned. Yeah, like like y- yes, these guys have also played before, didn't enjoy it to be fair, and quit and stopped playing. But like these guys, like they're not like brand new, so they have okay. played right. So, okay. they, so they know they know how to play their PMC, and and this wipe has been like a lot more successful for them anyway because they kind of like know the base of the game. They know how to like vaguely mod various things and that kind of stuff. So it's not like they're like completely fresh. So. I think that argument might well be valid for people who are like just starting because I used to practice a lot on scav, especially just like running around on factory and just like, you know, practicing fighting other people. And, you know, it's just kind of like a free death match almost, whereas now that's gone. And so it's a a lot harder. And there's like one of my very, you know, very recent videos where I was talking about why the game is so hard for new players in some ways is because you just don't get in that many situations when you're fighting people. There's a lot of hitting up, building up, walking places, trying to go to your quest thing. And then it's just like, Oh, the engagement's happening, and then you're dead. 
And then it's like 25 minutes before you meet another player in a fight where you both see each other at the same time, where you can both engage, where you actually get a chance to fire your gun. You know, it's like the, 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 it's hard to get better because those fights don't happen very frequently in a way that is um, not just like instant one tap because you get killed by someone who's like level 35 who knows the game fairly well and you are out of position and they caught you and you died. And it's, it's a real problem, I think, at the start. And so I think there is definitely weight to that argument for the scav thing being removed. Um, yes, it's easy, but again, then again, it's easier on money. So I don't know whether yeah, that that's the interesting balances side. it out. People are less concerned about losing on their PMC because, like, I've seen a lot less of like the "I don't know what to do. I'm at zero money. I die every single time, and like, there's no right. way out." I see a right. lot of lot less of that now. I could totally see that. Good. Yeah. In some ways, like the safety net is like you're much more likely to extract your scab raids these days, and so right. The the bottom of the well isn't quite so black as it used to yeah. be. Yeah, there's a rope now. <laughs> so let me think about this. So now it's like, because that that's all, that kind of decrease it critiques was like, man, scav is almost becoming more lucrative than PMC at this point, because I guess for your friends that's maybe not necessarily as true because they don't have the flea market. Um, sort of not getting like these huge cash payouts for the things they loot. Yeah, so, that's the what's why I have what I have one friend on standard and one friend on EOD, both under level twenty, and the guy on standard is just like, my stash is crying. <laughs> He's like waiting for the day to offload. But he everything. knows to offload. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was that was like the other thing was, scav has almost become more lucrative. I mean, I know for myself that. I like I said, I use my scav to pay for my farm, like all of it. Um, it's like why the only the only thing to do PMC is to the quest, like those quests that you can't do in your scav. Like why would I go to interchange to find fuel conditioner or propane tanks when I could just go on my scav? You know what I mean? Risk free. Yeah. Now, granted, PMC the loot spawns. You know, if I get the god tier spawn and then I'm there first, then yeah, you know, like I get first dibs, I guess. Um, but, but I guess it depends what you value more. Do you value first dibs or do you value not losing anything? You know, I I don't know. That's kind of the yeah. The question I think that there. makes sense. And it's like at the beginning of the game, probably not losing stuff is maybe more important. Especially if you're like, it depends what kind of gear you're taking. It depends if you're like going super hard on the value side or like this wipe. I've gone a lot more of just like the we'll just use like nice things all the time because I know I can get it back. It's fine. Whereas like. Mm-hmm. Your players don't necessarily have yeah, that luxury. You're, you're worried about not being able, not having any resources. That's the fear. Yeah, yeah. run over hundred percent. Yeah, whereas like that goes away after like white three. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, you're just like, I can get it back. It's fine. Yeah, P90 cost fifty grand. It's fine. You know, yeah. like I, it'll be okay. I can scrape together enough money to do. Yeah. you know, whatever. Even if it goes completely wrong, um, and once you've got like one or two modules in the hideout, you're just like, well, you know, I can fund a gun using this or just, you know, you just go through and craft a few things and make that make that passive money. Make that passive money. It's interesting. Yeah, it's Because yeah. I've always sort of thought that scav mode would be like such a great like tutorial mode. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm, but now I'm starting to wonder if maybe... Because essentially what you're doing is just giving resources to the player. So maybe if you just give resources to the player, would it just be better? To, because PMC mode is 
in my opinion, closer to like the spirit of Tarkov where you risk stuff, you know? But would it just be better yeah. if the psychological know, like, thing just... was like, hey, this kid's free, you know, even though they're spending the thing they got that was free? I don't know. At that yeah, point, isn't like, it like... It's, always kind of, it's okay, though, because it's like, you have to go and do the thing. You have to go to the place and make a choice. And, you know, you have to, it, it helps you learn the maps and stuff. So, like, yeah, there's still definite 100%. value there. It's like, it's just the fighting experience that you kind of lose out on and have to do PMC for. But um, there's still, like, other than that, I think there's still a lot of, you know, validity in the learning experience there. Because a lot of, a lot of what people struggle with, like, yeah, there's the fighting and, like, the recall mechanics and stuff, and they're a bit weird. But it's a lot about just, spotting map knowledge you know that kind of stuff the the more nebulous things of just like who's where at what time but where do i get to, killed from you, know? you don't have to worry about any of that because there are no threats that's the thing but there's no threats you don't have to true. worry about map. true you it, it really is a looting simulator like and it's good that yeah i mean i mean it's good like if they need hoses then they're going to be incentivized to find hoses and figure out where hoses spawn like that's good um but as far as yeah. like you no, you you are you're actually completely right like what i said there's probably not not true because of what i said before about the fact that like i can't find the bmcs they're not even there and i do this is like this is actually what i do do when i play scav is i just sprint from loot location to loot location yeah and yeah. then into extract like i don't really care about where i'm going so yeah you are probably correct, and, and what I said there is actually probably not true, um, because it used to be, and you know, part of me still remembers the old way, right? And it's now probably not true at all. Um, in in that sense, so the only thing you're doing is learning the map, which is thirty percent of what you need for map knowledge. You know, map knowledge covers like what's on the map, but also like. Where do you get killed from on the map? Where do you go if you get shot at at this place on the map? What cheeky angles can you get through to, you know, high value areas where people are likely to be? Where can you, you know, where can you sit? Where where can you go? Where can you run? Where can you move? Where can you nade over? There's like there's a ton of other stuff. It's not just like knowing where the things are, right? It's like all of the, all the other things that like make an area scary rather than just being like a room. Does that make sense? Like sometimes I think like and maybe this is maybe this is weird, but like have you ever like been around like you're just like wandering around outside somewhere and you're just like, oh dude, this area or like this thing would make like such a cool map in like, you know, a video game or whatever. Um and then like you start thinking about it, and you're just like, you know, if you're just like walking around in real life, it's just like oh my it's just God, like yes. streets or whatever, like streets or buildings or corridors or whatever. But like if you were like playing it in a game, it's completely different. If it's like, oh, if you were like there, if you were like sat here, you'd be like, oh god, because I can be hit from here, here, here. And it's like when you're playing the when you're playing a game, you're you're thinking about like stuff in a completely different way. So it's like you might, like, you know, you might know your hometown really well, or whatever. But like, you wouldn't know it from like how not to get shot walking down the street, like you need to in EFT. Like it's different. It's very it's different. So just mm -hmm. like knowing the, where the stuff is is only like a small part of the battle. Like everything else is like yeah, all the the angles, which is not something that you know it it layers upon the stuff. It's all the extra like meta knowledge, which is where people, you know, yeah, want from the that. meta you knowledge, know stuff, which is yeah. going to be missing. Like, people aren't going to get that playing scab. They're just going to know where the things are, um, which maybe is fine because then you could actually learn the the PMC side of it because there is a bit of a difference between scab scab uh, expectations of how 
because you you know you loaded in late into the raid you know there's you could spawn like in the middle of the map like it's a it's a different flow than a pmc raid you know because you spawn in at the start of the map everyone's you know on the outskirts and there's these hot spots by it. so it is it is different so maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's just it's definitely been very different this way very different yeah there's one thing that i was tempted to do and we we started doing it like i start like we were doing a quest we, i was trying to help a friend basically do a quest where it was the ones where you have to kill um pmcs in um in the factory area um the office sorry, the office area on factory and it's kind of annoying because like not many people were coming and we were like just like chilling out up there being like well we'll just wait for some pmcs see if they come and they didn't come after like 10 minutes and i was like you know what this is actually be this is actually be quite fun because like whenever i've spawned into factory and there's like six minutes left there's like scavs everywhere it's like player scavs all over the place it's like completely insane i was like what if you instead like you play like pmc like last you know last stand or something and like you only can extract in the final minute or so or whatever and you just have to like survive against like the onslaught of player scavs and be the guy that everyone's looking for you know what i mean it would always yeah. be kind of fun it's like a manhunt kind of thing i mean honestly if you need like scav kills for a quest the best thing to do is just stay late in a raid because everyone they will look at you and think you're a scav like <laughs> i've had that happen so many times on reserve trying to do shooter born where like this guy just like stares at me and he thinks i'm a scav like nope <laughs> <You know? laughs> great uh yeah but staying late is a great way i agree yeah. but um it's weird it's it's weird it's weird super, super weird now yeah the other thing i wanted to see what your thoughts are have you seen logical's post of um the how karma works i guess like the different levels and what the percentages are for the different things yes off the top of my head so my my I skimmed through it. I can't remember what the exact numbers are off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but my overall thoughts are why is it not graduated? Why is it true or false? And why are these things only activated at like level six or like like rep minus seven? There's like no graduation whatsoever. Yeah. The middle ground makes absolutely no difference, really. And it's only when you get to the very extreme ends that anything actually makes any difference it's like kind of like um the skills how like max skill there's like a perk you get you know so like max karma there's a perk you get max negative karma there's a (laughs) perk you get i guess yeah so like cooldown modifier fine that scales with with karma okay scav case modifier okay that scales as well right so anything that's like timing related or pricing related that's fine um but it was the things like Hostile bosses just true all the way until you're level six. It's like, I mean, that could probably be a bit more nuanced. If you've got like 5.8 scav karma and Gluehard's just going to kill you on site, it's like, okay. And then like hostile scavs as well is like false all the way down to like minus six scav reps. You have a, you turn up, right? You're like, I don't know, Johnny McBandit from the, you know, from wherever, <laughs> like at minus like 6.5 karma. And all the other scavs are just like, yo, what up? You're not going to kill me. I love you. You know, it's just like, that's weird. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And scav attack support. I, I don't know what that meant exactly. Is that like, can you get scavs I to follow you and then like, they'll help you? Think that means if you're getting attacked, AI scavs will come to your aid. I think that's what that means. Mm, interesting, because I was, I wasn't sure because like, doesn't that happen anyway? Like, if someone shoots at you, that's a they good then point. get flagged. AI scavs will then, and if it's a PMC, they'll shoot at them anyway. 
So I was like, I don't know. I don't really know what that does. Yeah. I thought maybe that was like, because it's like bot follow chance. Maybe they were like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. I'm actually not sure. But yeah, some, some of those things I was just like, that could probably be more nuanced. I guess the rest of them are kind of nuanced, right? It's like bot follow chance like goes from zero to 100 on a scale. Pricing exits goes from on a scale. Avail- available exits is an interesting one. That one is interesting. Like the more yeah. scale you have, the more exits you have, and the lower you have, the, the less the less you have. I think like the problem is like what I would quite like, and I think there was some people mentioning about this would it would be like some perks for having crappy karma. Yeah, that's that's sort of my critique of the when I'm looking at these numbers, like like it scales, but sometimes the scaling is very odd, right? Like for example, if you have negative one rep you get an additional 25% cooldown, right? But if you have positive one, you get 5% less cooldown. Like, the scaling is, like, clearly saying that you do not want to go in the negative because it's the it's yeah. more punishing, you know? So then it's, like... And that's I think that's why we're seeing a lot of people be friendly because they're... The incentive is to not do negative actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, honestly, probably the biggest debuff for lot on the whole thing, especially if you scav a lot, is the cooldown modifier. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just like, you know, you get down to minus three and like it takes twice as long for your scav to come with cooldown. Like that's you know, if you play a if you play a decent amount and you run your scav every time, you know, you're trying to be efficient with it, like that's a big nerf to your income, actually. Rubles per hour, baby. Yeah, I mean, you get up to like plus three, you get twenty percent faster cool scav cooldowns. Like it's yeah, exactly rubles per hour. It's the name of the game. <laughs> so, like the rest of it, I just don't think really matters to be honest. Um, yeah, in any meaningful way, particularly, but the, except for that cooldown. I mean, yeah, the scav case time modifier, the you know it gets better as you yeah. get higher. That's like it all. It all increases revenue i guess in some yeah way or another i mean the perks are kind of cool i think i mean it's like a, even more of an incentive but i don't know i just i just have a really i i'm really glad that they're because i i don't see how they can possibly do a faction role-playing um universe in tarkov without having rules like i was thinking about this the other day i'm like there's just no way of getting around it you know, unless you just like entrust the players to uphold the lore, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like let's say we had a USEC faction, and then I found out you were killing a bunch of USEC. You know, then that would be like confront you, be like, dude, what up? You know, why why you kill all these USEC? And then you know we would like gank up on you. You know what I mean? Maybe you get out. Like I don't know. Like I feel like you would have to have some sort of rules to sort of like incentivize the behavior you want. But the problem is, is like you're directly influenced playing behaviors so if there's like any room for like this mid max or you know any of these like exploits or anything like you you've gave the rule sets now it's like up to us to sort of like show you hey i can do this with your rule sets you know what i mean yeah so i don't know exactly i really hope they can get it to like a sweet spot because to me it's just so much more like we said if they did voip first and then did karma like I'm not even sure if we would need karma because at least I could like communicate to work together because karma basically made it so that if I don't work together, then I'm going to get punished and penalized. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Whereas like if I and with just VoIP, if I don't work together, you know, then maybe I die, maybe I like, you know, there's like a chance for a positive to happen or a negative to happen. You know, I mean it's a little less defined, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's probably true. I, I think like in some ways I think Scavcom is kind of interesting in the in the same vein as the crazy fence scav plus pmc extract was at the end of last wipe where it was mental and didn't make any sense but you have to at some point if you want to change player behavior because sometimes you know we've talked before about emergent player behavior out of systems and the ways exactly as you said right here's the rule set and here's what i can do with it sometimes though behavior gets so ingrained like you know there's it's yes. like a you know like a system, right? It's like you know you start a ball rolling down like a puzzle game, or you know the one with the pegs or whatever, and like your you know your community and your the way that people interact with each other when it's fresh, like you never you don't know how it's going to go, and sometimes you'll get stuck in a peg which says everyone kills each other on sight. And mm-hmm. once you're in that mode, it's very hard to like you need to like really give the system a good old bump, otherwise like it's just stuck in this rut forever. And that's kind of why I thought they wanted to do this. Like, you're just going to get a bazillion rubles if you leave out of this extract. That's a good point. And, yeah. And you do stuff together because it like bumped people out saying like, okay, you know, it's like, it's like that thing of like, well, where's the threshold? It's like, oh, well, there's no point in us leaving together because like the rewards aren't good enough and everyone's just going to kill each other on site anyway. So what's the point? And it's just like, okay, well, where is the, where is the reward big enough? And one trillion rubles. Okay. That's probably too much. A billion rubles. <laughs> that's also probably too much. Okay. What about like, what about like 10 mil? Is that enough? You know, and like, mm-hmm. and the centerfires people go, okay, fine. And then people like, are you then used to like, okay, well, there is a level at which it makes sense to work together, obviously. And then with Scavcom, it's kind of like, okay, now we're used to like not shooting each other on site as well. It's like an extension, but like less so. It's like, okay, well, now we're not going to give you 10 million rubles, but we are going to, you know, reward you in these ways. And in some ways, like if they added VoIP now and reduced the, the disadvantages of Scavcarma, you might actually end up in a situation which would be quite nice. Whereas if you just like added VoIP before, before any of the like post the pre-wipe events last time or anything like that, you'd probably just end up back in the same everyone just kills everyone on site doesn't even really use VoIP situation. So I feel like it's kind of like path dependent in some ways, right? The way that we've like arrived to this with VoIP mm-hmm. being in the game may well change the way that player behavior works because we've given the system a big shunt in the beginning to get it out of the rut that it was in to change people's behavior and think, okay, well, this is possible to work together. There are reasons why, and you know, if the rewards are good enough, then maybe I will. Um, but to your point, it's going to be very hard to finesse that system well. Yeah. And and at the moment, there are like no upsides except for like I might get a few extra rubles, which is like mm-hmm. whatever. There's not right. really any upside to killing anyone at all. And so now there's not a balance and there's no choice, which is kind of what we always talk about, right? I always talk about player choices. Right now it doesn't feel like there's a choice. The, cho- the only choice really is to, is to be nice to people because the benefits outweigh the disadvantages pretty much across the board. Across the board, yeah. Um, and it's the same thing as if, like, you know, one gun is better than another gun and the one gun is almost the same price as the other gun. Everyone just runs the one gun, right? So it's like, well, there's two choices for scabs. You can either be good or be bad. But being good is just objectively better. Everyone will be good. Yeah. Like, Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe it's a player behavior shunt and maybe it'll be you know, trued up later so that it's more of a, a balanced thing. And there's like, you know, there's some benefits to having negative karma when you might want to like choose to kill somebody because of X, Y, Z reason. Um, but right now there just, there just isn't. And so you end up with this new emergent behavior from players, which is big, happy family rainbows and everyone holding hands to interchange together whilst looting, you know, wires and hoses. 
But see, what's even more interesting is that I should say even more interesting, but I don't know. It's there's even a further emergent player behavior because if you remember at the event, at first, you know, it was like you were really hesitant to trust people. Like, is this a real thing? And then it's like, okay, this is a real thing. Oh yeah, we're cool, we're cool. And then like, you know, five fifth attempts later, someone's like trolling everyone, killing everyone because it's like, guys, why are we doing you know what I mean? It's like someone woke up, it's like none of this really matters, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah, it looks- it's it's super interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think like one thing about that was because the reward was too big, people did it like five or six times, and then they were like, okay, well, I've got like 60 mil now, and the wipe's in like two weeks, so yeah, now I'm just going to yeah. GL, you yeah. know, and just kill everyone because it's funny. <laughs> but, Whereas like this, like, Scavcom is a lot more subtle. Could we say the same for this event, though? Because, <laughs> so here's the thing. If the incentive is to not be bad and you make getting karma really easy, then do you kind of not just, like, incentivize people to, like, not care? You know what I mean? In a way? Yeah. And, you do, and, absolutely. And that's the thing. And I kind of saw a bit of that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see a lot, but, um, you know, some, fe- some people were really upset that they were not doing the thing to farm the karma. You know what I mean? And it was like, well, they made it so easy to farm it. It's like, who really cares? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah. it's, it's such a hard thing. Like I, I really, I hope they can pull it off, but man, I think it's going to be really hard. That's the thing, right? It's like you do the good thing and you have to do the good thing five times. And one, one thing ruins it and puts you back to where you were. Like you're like, I don't really want to kill this dude. Cause like, it's not worth it. You know, yeah. whereas if it's like you do the, you do the good thing once <laughs> And that funds you killing like twenty five scavs, and you're still up. Like, yeah. remember, it's a different Giga, proposition. Every ten raids you survive, you can kill one player scav. Remember, <laughs> I did the math. <laughs> it checks out. I love how well uh, you know the, the quantification of human life to raid <laughs> these days. It's just like it's just a you know it's just a it's just a conversion ratio. You know, number of raids <laughs> to uh, to human life. That's where we've that's where we've come to. Let's talk for you. So I don't know how we're doing on time, but I got one last saying, unless there was something you got. No, I think we should probably try and close it out. Okay, this is probably yeah, one of our longest long. ones. Yeah. I've kind of, yeah. Just been chilling. So I wanted to read a section from this article. So the, the article is Gary Newman uh, interview on Russ and player freedom. Quote, we give them the tools and they make the world. Um, Gary Newman is a developer for Face Punch Studios who works on Rust. So um, let me see if we can find the paragraph here. Okay, what kind of player behavior have you noticed emerging? Any kinds of play styles that have surprised you? Uh, this is Gary's response. Uh, it is a weird thing when any player can kill you easily and they don't. It's like the biggest compliment ever they become good friends you go to bed and lie there and think to yourself that was a nice guy i hope i run into him again it's a very weird feeling to be having in a game i mean people help each other out in tf2 all the time a medic tops you up and you don't feel a closeness to them i guess it's because the world's so harsh you need to feel closer to people that are kind it must be a inborn reaction or something so that's super interesting to me it's like I, I actually was kind of sad. I played a raid the other day and I was on reserve and I 
forgot a paracord and I killed a couple PMCs and I had like so much I scav boss loot. Like I was filled with loot. And I go up yeah. there and I realize I don't have a paracord. There's like seven minutes left in a raid. I'm out of energy. I crawl down, make my way to the switch. There's a player scav comes up and I I do not trust him at all. But eventually he helps me out. Luckily he had sugar. He gave me sugar. I was like, man, this guy really helped me out. I'm gonna give him this backpack full of loot. I didn't get any message or anything from that guy. <laughs> it's like he didn't give, like, come on, man. You didn't see those dog tags and been like, Church 1X1, let me add him for all this epic loot he gave me. He's like, nah, man, I'm just going to throw this on the pile. He's probably got millions of hex grids and whatever else. You know, I was like, this guy, <laughs> dude. Anyways. <laughs> uh, that's sad. Yeah, that's pretty sad. sad. Pretty. I was, I was actually pretty bummed out. Not only that, because Defense Reward gave me, like, a four-round Taz mag and a USEC hat. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious, game? All right. <laughs> There's one more thing I wanted to find in here. Um, control find to be faster. Uh, okay. Uh, the question is, it's an incredibly ruthless game and players often kill on site. Do you have any plans to counter this or do you see it as part of the experience? Gary responds, so one of the things that was suggested was making bandits, uh, making people turn evil, get a negative score if they are attacked, if they attacked other players. We hate that. People should be nice to each other because they get a nice feeling for being nice. There shouldn't be a system hanging around forcing people to be good. It removes a lot a fun game of uh, removes a lot of gameplay fun. One of the things we did that made a huge difference here unexpectedly was add a voice chat. A lot of the time players attack each other out of fear. They don't want to be the person dying. Being able to talk to the other guy and fill them out makes a huge difference. There's a lot of tweaking we can do, kind of social engineering, make people more comfortable with each other. So I thought that was super interesting and um how even he uses the words like it removes a lot of the gameplay fun and to me that almost implied that there's also fun and being toxic you know like i'm not gonna lie when i shot those player scabs in factory i had fun <laughs> it was pretty toxic um and there was no reason for me to do it there was no rhyme or reason you know but it was it was kind of fun i'm not gonna lie <laughs> so i i yeah. i thought that was super interesting it is. It kind of comes back like full circle to like my original thoughts on Scav Karma, which was that introducing it without VoIP was kind of um, odd because right. VoIP is really the tool. Like the Karma thing is like, you know, it's the sort of the the overarching, I don't know, like force, you know, some whatever, like some kind of nice fields that you put over, which kind of, you know, tilts everybody's behavior in the direction that you want it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Whereas VoIP actually allows those interactions to happen, you know, and, and I, I almost feel like, and I still feel like it was done in the wrong order, to be honest with you. I, I would prefer, yeah. I would have preferred VoIP to have been put in first and then Scav Karma afterwards, or even just like at the same time, because the interactions, I guess it's kind of come to its logical conclusion in a greater way than I ever thought it would, to be fair. But it's like, well, beforehand, no one could talk to each other and there was no Scav Karma. And so everyone just shot each other. And now no one can talk to each other. And there is Scav Karma. And now no one ever shoots each other. Because, like, you just never can tell. You can never talk to anybody about anything. 
And so it's like it's kind of come like full circle, and we've yeah. gone from you know one the whole extreme. spectrum of minus one. Yeah, so it's like it was a minus one, and now we've gone well. There's no, there's no like, there's no determining factor for anything. So it just goes whoop, right up to one. So we're like now at the other end of the spectrum. Now like another problem yeah. is the other way around, where scav raids are boring. Um, they're basically just like free money runs, and you know there's like you know all the stuff that we've spoken about with respect right. to those, but. But yeah, it's it's interesting what he's saying about that. I mean, I don't know. I guess you could you can have like you can have both approaches. That's fine. Um, but as I said, you know the the scav karma kind of tiering thing shouldn't just be tilted one way. I don't think. Like, I would like to see. You can make it better to be good. That's fine. But like, to, there, there's nothing good about being bad. Except for the yeah. very small amount of rubles that you make. Right. In that moment. Like you end up trading yeah. rubles X amount of rubles per hour for a single yeah, a single payout at that very moment. So it is kind of Yeah. A, exactly. You know, so it's like it's a very like it's a very hard choice. It's a really Especially, you know it's yeah, it's a, it's it, it's difficult to find like the hard choice is the wrong word. It's difficult to find scenarios in which that choice is is even like in the realm of being better, mm-hmm. which is which is hard. And what was what was the other point that he said? So the emergent plane behavior of people being nice to each other for no reason, just because a player could kill you, but they don't. Yeah, um, I had to find it. Oh, here we go. Because that doesn't happen either. But he mentions Voip, right? and he says like everyone's scared because they are scared. Yeah, and it's not yeah, necessarily 100%. even like. And like I think in EFT, some of it's like, yeah, some people are scared, but veteran players are not like they're not necessarily like frightened per se, but it's just like there's no sensible way in which to communicate with another player as to your intention. And so you just have to assume that you're gonna get shot because we're in, in the PMC world anyway, we're still in the old world of shoot on sight everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and there there was no I guess other than the uh, other than the event as it happened at the time. There's no real reason. Like, why would you team up with another PMC? What's the point of that when you can't talk to them, right? So, like, does anybody ever join up as PMC without being in Discord together? I would highly, highly doubt it because it is very, very hard. It's impossible almost to communicate like, and figure out where people are when you're on voice chat with them, with a team of three yeah. or more. Right, and so people to actually then like team up in raid, but you can't speak to each other, and you don't know who this guy is or what their intentions are. It's just like so un- overwhelmingly unlikely that there's going to be any positive player interaction there. So that's the reason why PMC is the way it is still, and it needs VoIP to fix it. Right, it doesn't need Karma; it needs VoIP. Yeah, yeah, I think unlikely is a good word because it's like maybe you know I see like scenarios where one guy is like fully kid and the other guy's a hatchet runner. And then they they work together, but like the power dynamic is like way different there. You know what I mean? And then exactly, it's like Hatcher Runner can't ever kill the the, the Chad guy, and the Chad yeah. guy gets nothing from killing the 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 Timmy. So it's kind of like, what's the you know? There's no there's no actual. It's actually a little bit like I don't know. This is going to be like you know. For, uh, sorry for those of you who don't play Dota, but it's a bit like um, I've had games where like say you play like Timbersaw or someone mm-hmm. right, a really tanky character that does like certain type of damage you play against another really tanky character with like a lot of health regen or whatever and you both realize you can't kill each other and yeah. so you both just end up just last hitting in lane 
you know you're just yeah. like stood next to each other just high-fiving just like we're both going to get gold because yeah. like there's nothing that you realize sometimes that there's nothing you can do and that's, that's kind fine. of the same situation it's just like well you know that that player with like no gun and just a hatchet is never going to kill this dude there's just no way because he didn't even bring a pistol mm-hmm. um, and even if he did right if the guy's got a face shield or whatever and you've got, just got a pm like you there's just no way you're going to kill the guy if he's got like an alton and a, and a you know a killer armor on or yeah um, and, and again, yeah, the other guy doesn't get anything from killing you really, except just like a bit of XP. So it's like the power dynamic is so offset that it's like working together or not working together is kind of like, it's kind of the same, I suppose. I guess there's a bit of risk, even they might pick up a better gun and kill you as a hatchet runner, I suppose. Um, but it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of similar. And like, and working together, I guess, is also kind of a, you know, what does that mean in this context? Well, it means that, you know, the Chad player is going to just run around playing how they were and the Timmy's just going to run after them and just see what happens and maybe like pick up some loot like a little vulture. I don't know. Yeah, I want to draw from a personal experience. As of like not too long ago, I was playing Russ solo and just, you know, dicking around. And I met this one guy and I don't remember how, but basically he ended up trusting me enough to let me into his base and then he realized he was like just speaking out loud. He was like, man, I just let you my base. You could just kill me right now and take over my base. And I was like, yeah, I could. I'm not going to do that. And it was and we ended up having like a common goal. And, you know, we were trying to like get back mm-hmm. at this guy and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. But it was like. He was absolutely right. I could have done this thing, but I didn't like that is such a more interesting dynamic you know what i mean it's like yeah it's it's i don't know i can't even describe put it into words because it's like you're i guess like the it, in I, I you can't i don't know it's it's so hard to put into words man because it's like it's on one hand like, i could just kill him and be like you know let me get the rubles per hour you know yeah. on the other hand maybe i don't know that that could go in a different direction but on the other hand it was like we both had something to lose i guess and we're sort of like you know, sussing each other out among us. And <laughs> exactly. But the thing I was thinking though, like you just drew, you know, drew out that scenario and I'm just like, well, look, the, the other choice, right. Is so either you can kind of like, if you don't kill him, it kind of becomes both of your base sort of like, I know it's his base, but yeah, you know, it's, you're also there working on a common goal. You could kill the guy, but then like, he's potentially going to come back for revenge or whatever. And like, then you've got his stuff, but you're just kind of in the position that he was in. Like you, you clearly get more stuff done when you work together, especially in like a base building game like Rust. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's quite quite clear that that's that's the case. Um, you know, if everybody's running around shooting each other, you're so busy like trying not to die and killing other players that you don't necessarily get that much done. Now, Tarkov's very different because Tarkov is, um, uh, you know, your base is like safe and secure, and you're upgrading it just for yourself, and there's no sharing of any of those modules or whatever. And, which is kind of like a shame in some ways. And in addition, the world is disconnected. So this was the other thing that we were talking about on Discord, and we're going to have to be really quick here because this is a long conversation, but my actions in a raid does not carry over to the next raid. So yeah. if I backstab Timmy, you know, Timmy's at Timmy's basically at the mercy of me not backstabbing him. Otherwise... Yeah he can't really do anything. Like, what, what can he do? I mean, he would have to run into me again and recognize my voice. I know it's you. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, that's the thing that was like, man, this is like, I'm really fearful that VoIP is going to be more for like trash talking or 
or um i mean some people will use it to work together and that's great i don't want to like cut that off but also there there might be a meta of backstabbing people because there is no karma system and like in a game like rust you know if if i did backstab that guy there is the karma system there is player driven now he mm. wants to get back at me you know what i mean yeah and it's like it's so much more that that part there really interests me because and part of that is because of the game design like it's an open world experience it's a continuous your actions carry weight throughout the world you know what i mean if i piss yeah. off my neighbors I'm going to have a really rough day in Russ, you know what I mean? Or Daisy or whatever, you know? So it's like, sometimes it's, it's in your best interest to be friendly to your neighbors. Um, so that's, that's my worry, man, is like, there might be this meta of like backstabbing people. And then once that becomes the meta, the norm will be, why am I even using VoIP? You know what I mean? Like no one yeah. ever wants to work together. Like you're just another rubles per hour for this raid for me. You know what I mean? That's, that's my fear. So unless, like, there is some incentive to work together to, like, survive, like, if I'm solo, maybe my odds will increase. But at the same time, this guy can backstab me, and there's, and I'm, again, I'm kind of just at the mercy of him not backstabbing me, because if he does backstab me, that raid's over, that action's over, it ended there, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, exactly, that's interesting, and there's no recourse, so it's like, you kind of, like, you kind of may as well backstab. That's what I'm afraid the reward, of. The reward is so great compared to the, like, there's no punishment really. Yes. Without an actual karma system. Because, yeah, as you say, in Rust or DayZ or whatever, like, you run into the same people over and over again, you're playing on the same server, you know, you're just like multiple lives on the same server or whatever. It was like, Darkov is like, you know, you die in that raid, that's it. So you're then into a different different server with different people. It's um, It's a very different dynamic. And all of your stuff is protected in your hideout as well. So it's not sure, like people sure. are building the hideout together as a common goal or anything like that. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 uh, so yeah, it's an interesting one. I don't know exactly how that's going to play out, but um, but it's interesting. We'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, you're quite right. I mean, Tukov has this that identity crisis of being survivally, but also raid driven. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a yeah, it's kind of an issue. It is kind of an issue. I don't know how you square that. I, I really don't know how you square that, honestly. I think you have to have a karma system or you can try to take the foundation and build upon it or you could build a new foundation. So yeah. either you add like karma, like you add rules and punishments or you, you know, make it open world, <laughs> basically. That's yeah, kind of exactly. how I see it. There might be like the only way I can see but... it like the only way I can see it working and being interesting is having things like, yeah, a proper karma system. It's like you kill you sex, whatever you get flagged somehow, you know, like your position gets called out, you know, oh, there's a, you know, there's a, you know, if you're like good, you sec, you get, I don't know, maybe like peacekeeper will like tell you the location or like rufflers or, you know, there's someone who's like really been killing our USEC boys, you know, in this raid. Yeah. But how do you know? Maybe a clue or something. He's like, oh, there's a piece of Intel. Like, you know, they're, they're entering from this side of the map or something like that. I don't know. Maybe you get like a bit of an advantage, like an information advantage on them. Um, or you'd like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the there's like, well, like there's something. ways that you could do it, but you know, there's like, so you get like, you get like marked in some way. Like maybe it doesn't show up. Like maybe they, like marker, you know, where they but... spawned like, Hey, there's a rogue you yeah. They spawned here. Yeah. They've been work. killing other you that kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, and that would be kind of interesting. Cause then that would be like, 
don't necessarily make the punishment anything explicit. Just make it like you're marked and hunted by other PMCs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then it's like you can go killing other PMCs if you want to. It's not like it's going to affect you in any particular way. Like I don't know, maybe Peacekeeper won't like you as much. Maybe something like that could be yeah. you know, a disadvantage. Um, maybe little maybe rep will go up with Skier, right? So that would be that would be interesting. So you'd be like, well, your rep would go up with Skier because Skier likes it when you go and kill PMCs and stir 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 the pot, you know. But PM, but Peacekeeper doesn't like you as much, and then Peacekeeper will give your opponents intel as to like where your location might be, something like that. And then you get to keep all those players' gear that you backstabbed, you know, or that you were shooting on your own team. That's fine. So you're like, okay, we'll take the rubles and I'll take maybe a bit of skier up. Downside is that other players might know a little bit more about my information. But, you know, I back myself. I'm some kind of like, you know, you say bounty hunter. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the boys can come to me and I will just, you know, slay them as they come, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. But that's um, kind of like player-driven karma, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's that was like the one thing that came apparent to me was when I was reading that article, I was like, wow, this is like exactly player driven karma system. This is a karma system, but it's all player driven. The the flip side to what you were just describing, what if the punishments were so extreme that basically you incentivize everyone of the same faction to work together? So you had like quote unquote team death match of bear versus Usek on the maps. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? It would be really, that would be really super cool. Um, I mean, look, you could even have like different scenario. I don't know. Like this, I always had this like idea in mind of different scenarios and stuff, but I mean, it's not really the way that the game's going to go, but you can imagine like you spawn in and you, you don't know what kind of raid it's going to be. And it's just like certain raids, you know, there's like a, maybe a common goal for all USEC players or something. And like the, mm-hmm. the penalty for killing your fellow USEC is like, it's really, really, really super high just for certain raids, that kind of thing. Um, until you can identify though the enemy, it's going to be kind of all a moot point because yeah, it's still going to be hard to identify your own teammates. It'll be very difficult to identify other player groupings that are of your same faction. So unless it's made more obvious in some way, I just don't know how that's going to function correctly. Although they kind of they said that oh they kind of want this sort of uncertainty, and I guess like once everyone has the uncertainty maybe there will be a lot less shooting on site you know when pmcs aren't yeah. necessarily shooting on site like is that another pmc or is it a scav i don't know scavs are like is that a pmc or a scav you know i'm not sure i don't lose my scav karma and pmc's like oh, don't lose my pmc karma and everyone's kind of like who's this and then like maybe like can go up to you know a handy wall nearby and like voip over to you right yo you 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 pmc you pmc what's the what's the use code word today you know we'll see there i've always i've thought you would just ask him the voice line like hey hit f1 yeah. for me and then he yeah. doesn't do anything you're like mm, kind of sus bro oh, oh, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. pre-fire this boy yeah exactly exactly <laughs> turns out oh, he I hit the wrong me. key <laughs> he just didn't know how to do it yeah like, no. he's like what does he mean hit f1 what i'm hitting yeah, f and one. one nothing's happening <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many ways it could be done yeah there's so many ways it could be done badly we're just gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see. I'm excited though that like if they can pull it off, man, it'll be it will be make Tarkov even more unique. Like that the it will. It's it oh, will. it will I stand mean, out so much, man. Yeah, because I know that like the conversation about VoIP and some of the key comments recently, he was basically saying like we're gonna put in proximity VoIP, but we still want to put in radios. Like I think that's kind of what he was saying. That's yeah, which is like radios with other groups would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, that would be kind of cool. You know, you could like radio the other USEC groups. Anyone on the USEC channel, like, 
Can you imagine if there was like different radio channels, like the USAC channel, Bear channel, you can only access the USAC one if you're USAC, Bear one, whatever. And then there's like an all, all channel and you yeah, can just like just... trash talk each other, like, I'm coming for you, Bears. <laughs> you know, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be funny. It'd be funny. So but I think I think, I think think that's the plan. Um, I think that's what he wanted. But I, I think they're going to do proximity VoIP first because it's most natural and easier and there's no, you know, it's easier to implement and it'll be like, fixes some of this like, uh, close range stuff which is really the main problem and then like the interesting stuff can happen with like radios later I suppose we'll see who knows soon TM yeah it sounded like if it did if VoIP was a disaster they were going to roll it back to um, equipment based VoIP and not just like proximity I think that might have been because yeah. okay. I think he is really I'll worried about the immersion you know VoIP detracting from yeah. the immersiveness of the game you can you can turn it off though so i think it's okay yeah yeah i think it's okay and it'll be off by default so yeah i don't know we shall see i'm excited for the patch twelve twelve. um hopefully i think we we heard light uh streets or sorry lighthouse was delayed um but as long you know inertia voip like those are two big game changing features man yeah like i think we there. Say again. We don't need a new map if those are implemented. Yeah, hundred percent. And I and I think Karma was pretty big, but it's kind of like it got figured out too fast for me personally. Yeah. Um. It was a big change, but it just got the meta became very apparent after like the first week and a half or so. So I don't know. Exactly. I'm excited though. <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Cool. This was long. Yeah, I know, man. There was just so much I wanted to talk about. Like, I didn't I get to talk know. about everything. Exactly. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's, it's all good. Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up. Um, I just want to yeah. say, I don't know if you've been keeping tabs on the Discord, but I've been keeping many tabs on the Discord, and I love it, dude. I think we got a great community, a lot of great discussions going on, and um, even some better memes. You know, the memes are just so good stuff. I I wish I'd had more time to check it out. I've like seen the odd conversation here and there, but yeah. So (laughs) when I get a bit more time, hopefully I can be a bit more active. Someone was like, "What is going on here?" Because it was just wall of text after wall of text after wall of text at one point. (laughs) I love it. Oh man good stuff all right good stuff all right cool same time next week guys this will be up on the youtube spotify and whatnot uh feel free to send us a message anchor.fm slash scav talk eventually we'll get to those messages (laughs) i know i know um i know it's really bad i'm gonna i'm gonna get a sticky note next time yeah all right Catch you guys later. Have a good one. See you later, everyone.